this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. episode of the glory and stories i'm your host calvin wayne pennywell jr uh, the title of this episode is closer um i was telling my wife that the influence of this particular episode came from a song uh close the closer i get to you i think the version that most of us are familiar with well at least my generation is the luther vandross and beyonce version uh this is you know before beyonce was Beyonce, you know, um, but of course, uh, a part of the song goes, the closer I get to you, the more you make me feel. And the thing that I just wanted to change in reference to this episode was just one word. And that was instead of feel, we, 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 we replace it with heal, H-E-A-L. So the closer I get to you, the more you make me heal. And I was referencing God in that sense because for those of us who understand how God operates, his word says he will never leave nor forsake us, which means he never changes. He is consistent. Um, I think I recently mentioned that God is like always five for five, always 20 for 20, always 100 for 100. He's perfect. He never fails at his promises. I mean, the Bible in itself is a testament to his promise because in the Old Testament, he promised a Messiah. He promised uh, a sacrifice, you know, to to make up for all our sins. And then in the New Testament, he fulfilled that promise. Um, you know, Jesus came and he said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. And I was like, wow, he came to fulfill a promise. So. In relation to that, I wanted to use three examples uh, that tie together this this uh, this concept of being closer. I just speak on my personal life. Uh, there have been many times I've made several mistakes. There have been moments where I felt highly depressed, highly isolated, uh, helpless, and even worthless. And I was like. I would ask God, I said, God, I was, what, what do I do? And when you're in a position, when you don't listen, it's very difficult to hear exactly what he has or anybody has to say to you. So if you recall, even now, you know, seeing that we all have to wear masks, we all have to stand behind pixie glass, we all have these barriers between us and the other person, so it protects us from contracting the virus. And we're all forced to speak 
if we haven't already naturally above our natural register like for me i naturally speak low uh so usually like when i perform i require a microphone because my default voice my voice at default is pretty pretty low um is not as boisterous as a lot of people that i know um so when we have these masks on we have to speak up and we also have to lean in so if you're working at a desk you know you're working behind the window and you have this small opening if, if you notice obviously when you're trying to speak to someone you, you see them leaning in you know a little bit especially the people that are much older and are partially hearing impaired and you just have to get closer in order to hear so for me i knew that in order for me to comprehend and to accept that which god was giving me not only did i have to position myself to receive it but i had to get a little bit closer because god does not have to yell he never had to he only has to speak and when he speaks and you take the time to embrace it you're able to practice a, a great degree of discipline that not many of us choose to to use we all possess that 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 uh, discipline in some form but whether or not we use it that's totally up to us so the three analogies that i wanted to use in the concept of getting closer to receive that which you were supposed to receive the first one i wanted to reference was my favorite comic book character superman i've enjoyed superman since i was a little boy i remember getting the toys i remember i remember watching the cartoons i remember watching the 1978 christopher reeve version uh christopher reeve will always be superman to me i don't care anybody say um he's he's always going to be my favorite and i think that's a generational thing obviously um uh, but anyway, yes, so he's always been my favorite. And, I, and when I was a kid, I was just so impressed at how powerful he was. But as I got older, I got more interested. I got more interested into his character and his upbringing, his foundation, which was established by his parents. Superman could have been the most dangerous person in the world, but because of his inner being because of his character because of his individuality because of his values superman came off as a man that was willing to help people because he had that platform he had the ability and he knew that he was indestructible he knew that he was fast he knew that he can leap tall buildings in a single bound he knew that but he 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 was informed that um, by his parents, like you were put here for a reason. You can do great things, and and it's gonna be a moment where you have to exercise that. But at, you know, when he was little, when he was younger, the world wasn't ready for that. So I'm probably digging too deep into the history of Superman. But the thing about Superman is that his power, the source of his power, comes from the sun our son and you know not jesus but 
S-U-N. So in the book, in the graphic novel, if you have, if you never read it, it's one of the best ones. Uh, Batman versus Superman, who, when they wrote that, that movie, they took an aspect from the Dark Knight Returns, which is the graphic novel I'm referring to. They took one aspect out of that book and placed it in a movie and then like built a movie around it. I was so upset because I'm like, yo, that is not how this happened. Uh, but in The Dark Knight Returns, Batman has been out of, you know, out of he's been out of rotation. He's been he's been out of the game, so to speak, for like I think a decade, maybe more. And he finally decides to start um starts parading the streets again for criminals and he was compelled to do this at a much older age and in in the dark knight returns which was written i think in the 80s if i'm not mistaken um he comes off as an old gray-haired man he's he's bigger you know he's like he's still muscular but he's bigger he's not as as uh he's not as small as he used to be you know batman has always been big but he's much bigger because he's aged you know, he can't move as quickly as he could, you know, but, you know, he's like, yo, I think it's time for me to get back out there. So the president of the United States said, um, we can't have Batman running amok because he's stirring trouble because, you know, he's still viewed as a vigilante. So they asked the president asked Superman to basically, you know, uh, give Batman an ultimatum, you know, Batman, um, Bruce Wayne and Superman Clark Kent are really good friends and um, they address each other as such but even Superman was like yo I love you man but I'm just doing my job and I just ask you know the president asks that you stand down and if you don't I will have to take uh, the initiative and make sure you do so anyway you read the book read the graphic novels awesome um, Anyway, um, there's a part in there where Superman has to stop a nuclear bomb, a nuclear missile, and it's it's headed towards, I think it's headed towards America, and maybe headed towards a different country, I forgot, but Superman said, no, I can't let this nuclear bomb hit, so of course he, he, he grabs it in midair, and directs it towards the sky and when it blows up everyone can see it and the nuclear blast was so drastic that it drained a huge percentage of Superman's powers to the point that even Superman became smaller and he started he looked like a like a skeleton almost so he started falling from the sky and then he hits the ground and he's just he's dying like he, it looks like he's dying maybe he is i'm not sure but it, it looks like life is just completely drained from his body and superman doesn't have the strength to fly into the sky not only that the nuclear bomb had created such a vast cloud that the sun was blocked by it so the power that's that the source of superman's power he didn't have access to it but one thing he did remember is that the plants in the ground the flowers 
received light from the sun in order to grow. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's photosynthesis. I could be wrong. Um, having been in, uh, in school and uh, in, in speaking in that manner in a very long time, so I apologize if that is wrong. But Superman re remembered that the source of the, the 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 flowers, primary source of the flowers, was the, was sunlight. So Superman drained the sunlight from the plants in the ground and regained his strength. And I was like, whoa. But in order, he like cleared a field. Like as soon as he put his hand into the ground, he just drained the energy. And you just see all the plants dying because he took, he took the, uh, he, he received this, this, you know, that, that energy uh, from the sun, which was currently blocked. So Superman needed to get closer to his source in order to regain his strength. Um, second example that I'm going to use, this blew my mind and I'm not, and I'm certain that I'm, other people knew this, right? So I, my, my, my wife and I get our, 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 our purified water from Sprouts, which is right across the street from where we live. Sprouts is like a, a different version of Whole Foods. It's just Sprouts is a lot smaller and compact and they just, they specialize in, in healthy foods. Um, they have a wa purified water dispenser that's like 40 cents a gallon. And my wife and I have these three jugs that we fill up maybe every two weeks, depending on how, how often we drink the water. And um, we might need to get another jug, actually, because we go through them pretty quickly. Um, so I'm putting the jug in there. Now, when I put the jug in there, the sprout, the spout at the top of the machine is very high. So I'm like, man, this is a huge convenience. So every I've been putting the jug in there and the water just comes down and there's like maybe a foot, maybe more between the top of the jug and the tip of the spout. And lately the water misses the jug for maybe half a second. And I'm like, man, I'm wasting water. So my jugs never fully, never fully, um, capped off. So I was like, man, this, why does it keep doing this? So one day I go to a Kroger in Grovetown, small town, maybe 15 minutes down, you know, 15 minutes west on I-20. And I notice that when I get to the water dispenser, there's like a second shelf. So I put the jug on that second shelf and the spout was literally half if not one inch away from the top of the jug and the water just went in smoothly there wasn't any mess i'm like wow like this is this is so cool like i don't have to hold the jug in place at the bottom and risk losing water so this whole time i realized that it didn't dawn on me that the water dispenser at sprouts also had a shelf and i'm like why is this shelf here and i never used it and i never put two and two together so that was one of my my um airhead moments i just it just went completely over my head i'm like why is it that this water is not dispensing correctly why why is it just splattering everywhere why is it that i'm not getting my we are not getting our four gallons 
a full gallon when it comes to this jug. And I realized that I did not place the jug closer to the spout. There is a particular shelf in that water dispenser used for jugs smaller than like the traditional five gallon jugs that you will put in a water purifier in your own home. And like the water coolers that you see at work, they have these five gallon jugs, if not larger, that they get refilled. And those jugs are the ones that you put in there on the bottom shelf because they can reach the, the, the spout. But for the smaller jugs, they need a shelf to make to place it closer. So here's another example of how closer you the jug needed to be to the spout in order to fully receive that which it was intended to. Yo, I wanted to take this opportunity to go ahead and promote the latest EP uh, by my by my friend, my brother, uh, Mike Sarge, titled Off Season. Uh, it's L it's O F F S Z N uh, Off Season. Um, I haven't heard it yet, um, but I heard of our energy, uh, the singles energy and no go. They are on point. Um, if you haven't heard already, go ahead and listen to Hunger Pains, his album that he released last year. Um, man, one of one of the best albums, not just from him, but I've heard in general. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and check out. Check it out. The latest EP by Mike Sarge titled Off Season. Again, that's O-F-F. And then S Z as in zebra and N as in nighttime. Um, hope you all have a wonderful day and yeah, check it out. And now back to the episode and I'm going to use this last example. I was going to use like <laughs> somebody else's names to make it relevant, but um, that I think that would have been a little, little salty, a little shady, a little, a little bit inappropriate. So I'm just going to, reference the actual biblical characters so in life as we know the further away we get from truth the further away we get from clarity the further away we get from our values the further away we get away we get from the fruits of the spirit the further away we get from love things get messy not only do we get messy we involve other people within our mess. And it is not something that um, that is helpful. It's not beneficial. And it uh, eventually harms people we didn't intend it to do so. It harms people whom we didn't intend to. So... I wanted to touch base on um, a biblical character that was highly, that was favored by God, uh, but at the same time, he was a human being and he made several mistakes, uh, but that doesn't diminish his legacy. Um, his legacy is his legacy because of God, because of God's grace and his mercy and his favoritism. So I wanted to touch base on King David. Uh, King David is King Solomon's father. He was a, a preceding uh, king um, who was highly favored. And um, man, when I heard about this scandal that King David was involved with, I was like, really? Like, this is one of the most 
I can't even. It was just so spiteful, so conniving. Such a twisted thing to do. So it's the story. Like it's it's if if you want to look in the Bible at any point and read about it, it's it's crazy. It's like honestly, it's like reading um, an Instagram post about a couple that got caught doing something that they shouldn't have done that involved other people that involved infidelity and all other things. So, um, it's in second Samuel verse 11. Uh, I'm sorry. Second Samuel chapter 11, my bad. Um, it's the story about King David and Bathsheba. I'm going to read a couple of verses. Now, I'm not going to read the entire chapter because it's going to take up too much time, but I just want to give you an overhead view of, um, give you the context of, of King David's, um, <laughs> for lack of better terms, entanglement. Uh, it says, uh, second Samuel 11, David and Bathsheba it says in the spring at the time when Kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the King's men in the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the, Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. I'm pretty certain I pronounced that wrong. I do apologize. But David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Again, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam and the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him and he slept with her. Keep in mind, this is the wife, the wife of Uriah. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. uncleanness. Now this was in parentheses. Then she went back home the woman conceived and sent word to david saying i am pregnant so fast forward uh uriah again is uh bathsheba bathsheba's husband and he doesn't know that and even if he knew that she was pregnant he probably thought that was his child and it wasn't it was david's child so david did not want Uriah to find out that his wife was pregnant by the king. So there was this war going on and David decided, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't make him find out. Not only that, I can't let anyone else know that this man's wife is carrying my child. I can't do that. I can't let that happen. So to cover up his mess, David decided to put Uriah on the front lines of the war so that he would be one of the first to die. And I was like, are you serious? Now, part of me, when I first heard this, I thought before I even read it, that it failed and Uriah came back and found out. And then, you know, David got exposed. Um, but no. Uh, Uriah died. Word got back. Um, then uh, David waited for Bathsheba to mourn the death of her husband. 
And then he sent for her. And she came to live with David and they had a son. Um, I'm going to go ahead and skip to like the very fat, very last few verses. Yeah, this is on paper. Hey, I know you hear all that noise. Um, it says verse 26. And this is Second Samuel chapter 11. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. Man, David was highly favored uh, from God, uh, but this really upset him. Um, because of David's messiness, it ended up, call, it, was, it, was, it was done at the expense of Uriah's life. Um, Uriah the Hittite, well, who was the husband, the rightful husband of Bathsheba, but David got enticed, he got selfish, and he saw something that he wanted and went after it, regardless of a covenant that had already been created between this, this, these two, this couple. Um, David disregarded that and ended up killing the man to cover up his mistake. So, again, David was operating outside of God's will. Hence, him getting further away from God. Not God getting further away from him, but him stepping away from God and doing what he wanted to do. Thus creating a mess. So if David had remained closer to God, had developed a great sense of control, him stepping on his on the roof and, and seeing this woman, it would have something would have triggered him. And I'm pretty certain it did. He just didn't listen to it. God informed him, yo, at some point, this isn't right. And he was like, you know what? I think I can get away with this. So he stepped away. From God at that moment he wasn't as close as he should have been to prevent the mess and then going back to the water dispenser the jug that I was using if I had just been closer to the water spout it wouldn't have created a mess to the point where I didn't receive the, the, the full amount of water to fill the jug and then going back to Superman Superman outside of his control was knocked away from the sun. The sun remained in the same spot the entire time. His source was always there. It's just that he wasn't close enough to the sun to receive that energy. Uh, fortunately for Superman, he was able to redeem himself at that moment. Uh, but going back to David, um, and then David, you know, he went on, continued to do great things. But at that moment, it said God was very displeased with him. And the all of three of these analogies shed light on the fact that the closer you get, even going back to the song, the closer I get to you, the more you make me heal. And I know this sounds cheesy, but that's the first thing that thought, I thought of when I thought about that. And our, in our lives, we all have a choice to make. We can, you know, do what we want, fulfill our deepest desires, um, whether it's um, mostly, mo ultimately it's physical desires. And then we, uh, we overstep those boundaries that God created. 
boundaries that we promised to uphold to uphold to and but I hope we remember that just because we make those decisions that it doesn't mean he loves us less just because my jug wasn't as close to the spout as it should be doesn't mean I didn't get the water just because Superman fell from the sun didn't mean that he did not regain his strength and just because David um, <laughs> committed uh, the sin of premarital sex and that's one thing that I had to be reminded of when when you have two people the, the infidelity the the sin is is twofold um, you have Bathsheba who committed adultery and then um, you had David who committed the sin of premarital sex David wasn't married and if he was obviously I'm pretty certain he was I mean he was the king he had probably had several wives um, but and even in if they if David was single say for instance he had committed um, premarital sex and um, but Bathsheba had committed adultery um, but yeah it was but just because those sins were committed doesn't doesn't mean that we have completely fallen from grace and fallen from mercy so if we remain close to our source which is God we won't have to worry about the mess but also remember the mess does not define you the mess does not hinder you from fully receiving that which was intended for you to receive um, the mess is not the end one thing that I realized yesterday and I say this before I close on this episode was that God's finishes what he starts now the structure of that sentence that sentence is the the two vowels finish and start but they're switched finished is at the beginning it finishes at the beginning of the sentence start is at the end and I'm like that but that you know structurally I understand it but you know logically that's not how it goes but see, that's the thing. God exists outside of logic. He operates outside of logic. So what God will do is he will finish and then start. So if you even go back to the creation, God finished his, the creation and then started the life of Adam and Eve. Started the life, started the tract of human history. Even go back to Jesus when he was on the cross and he said it is finished and he let go of the ghost. He started. He start. He 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 finished something that started a um, an unbound amount of salvation. He didn't just die for people that were in the past or in the present. He died for those to come. God knew that we were never going to really get it right because of our sin. Our sin, we were born into sin, which means there will always be friction. There will always be uh, resistance. But for those who are willing to remain closer, those who are 
those water jugs that really need that that full amount those who are like superman who get their source from the sun those who are like david who are in a position of power that fall and and slowly remove themselves from their calling in a sense remove themselves from their moral code from that covenant that we had with you know in agreement with god some of us are those people some of us it are that that some of us are is that item we are that jug uh, we are a, a superhero we are we are a a king or somebody in, in, in high authority that have fallen from grace but the thing is when we fall god is always always reaching his hand down and pulls back up and he says again i will never leave nor forsake you in the valleys and in the hills i'm always there so and he and the funny thing is he knows they're going to be ups and downs he knows that but that doesn't mean he's going to disregard you so if we continue to to make it a point to stay as close as possible stay as close as possible then we can avoid the uh, the, the breaking up of what we have created via God's grace and his mercy so the closer I get to you the more you make me heal um, I just thank God for having that mercy and that grace towards me because I've fallen many times many times there was one time and I say this there was one time that I actually told him I said God if you can go ahead and take me take me now this was year 2014 I just graduated college and I felt like the world was closing in on me and I was highly depressed and I said man just just go ahead and take me but he allowed something to happen to get my attention because that's just how much he knows me he knew what would get my attention so and things even at that moment got a little bit messy for me but God helped me clean it up so um, I hope that this inspired you to stay as close as possible so that you can receive the full amount of your blessing um, receive that which which God created specifically for you I hope that you continue to remain close continue to read his word that is the most important thing continue to read his word um, continue to pray that's the way that we have a conversation with them um, this is something that I'm challenging myself to do instead of asking make space to listen to receive because honestly maybe whatever you're trying to ask him for he's he's trying to give it to you he just just take the the opportunity to drown out the noise drown out the desires drown out self and just be one with him and continue to praise and worship him in your own way you don't have to praise him the way other people do just do it the way you were built to use your gift use your talents and and do so and um stay close to the father and listen and apply um again this is uh, the latest episode of the glory in our stories with your host calvin Pennywood jr uh, talking about getting closer 
Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories. <laughs>